Tonight on Eureka Cast Now, Valentine's Day has come and gone, but the consequences have just started. Whether you are in a relationship or about to start one, don't go in ignorant. Learn the relations of relationships tonight as we dive into the psychology and technology of, you guessed it, relationships. The following program is an artistic work of fiction and falsehood. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the broadcasters or the management thereof. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, I'm glad you're here. My name is Professor Rowan Meadowlark, PhD, and I am an adjunct professor in lightworking here at the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science. Welcome to Simon Amy's Recast Now, where science meets technology meets you. Joining me, as always, is media disruption developer Kai Hubris. Don't you want somebody to love? That's right, Rowan. It is the time of the year. That is dedicated to the science and, te- and sci- science and technology of uh, of love, uh, love between multiple people, love between two people, love for oneself, whatever it may be. Singles Awareness Day uh, for uh, for some individuals out there. But the thing is, it's a lot of science, a lot of technology that goes into it. Right. I mean, outside of sort of the obvious realms of uh, dating apps and all of the various personality matrices of which Simon Amy has been uh, helpful in developing a great deal of them. Uh, Aphrodisiacs. um, uh, The science, the rich science of Aphrodisiacs. Right. Uh, There's... Those are the obvious things yeah. that that are sort of surface level and don't require diving very deeply into no, them. That's bachelor. That's and that's associate's degree level stuff, right? No, and and uh, t- but t- so tonight, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be diving in just a tiny bit. That's deeper. a trade school level. We stuff. respect the intellect of those uh-huh. who tune into the program to the point where we don't feel the need to necessarily go into the obvious things. Um, we want to provide slightly more mentally stimulating fare. Right. Um, you want to get deeper. You want to look into your eyes and talk to you on, from a very loving uh, loving level. Right. And and also, um, I, I want to mention this now, just to get it out of the way. Right. Will Fellas. Yeah. Deep into development. I'm not much of a coder. I've had no. to learn a little bit myself. Uh, Kai has been very helpful in that regard at times. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we are. We are in fact coding, hand coding it with the Chicago Body Project. Uh, we're in there. We are adding buttons. We're looking at UX. We are. Uh, we are looking at everybody's passwords, uh, making sure all that's under locked. So we are getting in there, and we've been making progress development wise. Uh, we have released a few patches and updates so on and so forth, and, and we were looking forward to a, an additional thing that we wanted to add to it, a new feature, a brand new feature that was supposed to sweep, just sweep the nation, um, but we ran into a little bit, of, little bit of a snafu. Right. So we wanted to use this episode today to debut 
the uh, Will Fellas Lovin' Fellas update. Yeah. Um, it's uh, a whole overhaul the of the relationship um, dynamics available between Will Fellas and additionally you and your Will Fella. But unfortunately, uh, they're it's like the mixture between a, 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 a dating sim and a tamagotchi a, and a real, real human relationship. Um, the issue is is we're 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 still um, tweaking it. We're still trying to tune it. Um, suffice it to say, we are we are tw- we're tweaking it. The, the the fellas they were just a little too fecund. We don't feel comfortable so pushing the, that out publicly. The thing is, the fellas were uh, we found them to be quite horny. Uh, let's fecund, please. Fecund. They were really into it. We could not calm them down. We were very tired. We needed to go to sleep. We just couldn't tonight. Um, so we pulled the plug. We, so pulled, we pulled the, the plug, plug on the Will Fellows 11 um, update yeah. for the moment being. Don't worry. It will be coming down the line. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very excited. It will be coming down the line uh, fast and hard. Well, with that out of the way, um, Kai... It's time to talk about... So we decided to pivot. We decided to talk more specifically about other areas of science technology uh, that relate to love. Because it is a loving time of year, the middle of February, fool's win- uh, second, second winter in Chicago. Um, it's a great time to be alive. Cuffing season, perhaps? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as the name implies, you don't... All- Cuffing, is that when you, when, you, when you like kiss somebody's neck very tenderly? You, you don't necessarily want to be cuffed to... Um, the wrong person, but that's that's um, that's something. Cupping be... season and cup cupping season is that something? Cupping, I mean, cupping is a uh, ther- is a therapeutic um, technique wherein toxins. Uh, it's like can a more advanced drawn. spooning. It's like a it's like a three sixty spoon. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Um, but uh, so so uh, Kai, what do you have for us today? So the thing that I have for you today is I'm always thinking. I I'd like to be very. Uh, very practical in in all areas, including my love life. What's more romantic than practicality? That's that's absolutely true. Um, so it's to, it's time to talk about the, the, my subject for today. Is obviously love languages are important. Everybody has one. We all use one or multiple versions of these, not only to express ourselves to others, but to feel loved and appreciated ourselves. Um, so it's time to talk about if we are looking into utilizing any particular love languages what which ones would be worth learning and getting good at which which are the most in-demand love languages today Uh, so that's what i'm talking about as you can see in this slideshow all right well fantastic kai um rowan have you do you have any familiarity with love languages well i've been working on some love translations on and off as well as Uh some love grammar um you know i i've I've certainly dived into there sort of the 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 past participle of love um i have no idea what you're talking about looking at sort of um prescriptive versus conjunctive um love languages um you know the thing about Uh love languages is, is oftentimes uh trying to translate these ancient love languages that don't have that's, any native speakers anymore. It's, it's quite quite difficult. Um, and so uh, I've, I've dabbled with it a tiny bit in my, my light working sort of career. But sure. um, you, you wouldn't consider yourself a, a master in, in any any regard? No, I dabble in the Assyrian love languages, um, some of the, um, you know, uh, uh, Midian language, uh, 2-5, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that sort of thing. So those ones suck. No. Um, but so, so let's talk about this. Uh, so Rowan, this is kind of to you as somebody that is beginning, as somebody that does not have a lot of uh, a lot of experience. This might be helpful. So the question is, what is 
just asking me, if you, if you were to come up to me and ask, what is the most in-demand love language? Which love language should I learn? Um, well, I'm here to tell you it depends. It depends on what you're looking for, what you're after. Uh, uh, are you trying to attract somebody specific or are you just looking to fill out your resume? For example, if you're, if you're looking for additional resumes, uh, love languages to include on your resume. Um, now, let me ask you this, uh, Kai. Yes. If you were to put a love language on your resume, would that be under your languages that you like where English and Spanish perhaps would go? Or would you consider that a part of your skills? Um, I would consider that a, a research my research section. Um, are you a beginner? So the other thing to consider is, are you a beginner in a, a level of lover or are you a veteran in the field? Are you, you know, for say a virgin or do you have a long and storied past? Quite seasoned perhaps. Yes. Um, what fields are you interested in? Are you, are you interested in dog lovers, um, INTPs, uh, uh, IT? Like it, it really depends on where you're looking. Are bars, seedy, seedy underground dwellings? Like where are you looking for love? What fields? Um, and finally, how attractive are you? Because that makes a huge difference with uh, what love languages you should choose. Um, there are a lot of factors here, Kai. Incredible um, lot of factors. Uh, uh, with regards to the attractiveness question, mm -hmm. is that um, it, 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 would you recommend more or less skill into the actual love languages, uh, depending on your attractiveness? Um, well, it's it, again, it's it's you want to use a different love language if you are unattractive versus attractive is is really the the question. All right, fantastic. So, we, so again, with all of those things in mind, what I want to do is I'm going to be talking about five different love languages. You know, we all know five love languages. So I want to talk about them, uh, give you a, a general order of the ones that you should be considering, um, and, and generally talk about them in terms of which one you should choose depending on what, what you're looking for. I'm right. going to give you that context. And, and as a novice, I'm actually quite interested to see this. Um, I, I'm always looking to fill out um, my, 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 my CV. I don't have a resume being an academic, but my CV is always in need of more languages. Mm -hmm. So uh, your please. Your, your curriculum, Valentine. All right. First one is, of course, Python. <laughs> Pythonic.love. Uh, so Python, this is the first one, just because it is well is is a well known uh, love language, uh, and I think it's important to talk about right off the bat. Python is one of my favorite love languages. Um, as a love language, Python has proven itself time and time again to be an incredibly versatile and powerful option. So if you're looking for power and versatility in your loving relationships python is is probably the way that you want to go well you know i've i've seen the books i've seen i've had it recommended to me multiple times uh -huh. these sort of um python for dummies automate the boring stuff with python yeah um is this is is that applicable automate sort the of? foreplay with python <laughs> oh it's all very applicable um the thing is for those of whom python is their love language like to feel understood and appreciated, and, and, and the reason for that generally is, is communicating with your partner uh, in the Pythonic way is intuitive. Is communicating them in a clear, intuitive, user-friendly, and almost English-like manner. Um, so, if, if, if communication is a big part of who you are as a person and the relationships that you want, then Python is a, is just an excellent way to go. Would this be less suited for someone whose uh, first language is not English, perhaps? Uh, probably. <laughs> The final thing I want to say about Python is uh, Python as a language, written or spoken, speaks directly to the heart. Who's speaking Python? 
you are. Everybody is. That's the thing. You, whatever I say, I could say, I went to the dog today. That's basically by... I'm walking around saying variable dog equals seven. And I say that to my romantic relationships as well. <laughs> what's next? Okay, what's next is uh, is Swift. Now you can see Swift is my love language. You might see this t-shirt around uh, because it is something that people are saying a lot more. And you might be asking yourself, why why Swift? Well, also, what is Swift? Well, I can answer that through this. Um, if you're interested in attracting people who have an interest in Apple products and mobile apps, Swift is probably a good love language to start with. Well, that's a, that's a, um, a broad net as well. Exactly. Um, I, I, many, many people use, um, use Apple products. Apple products and, you see and somebody, yeah, you see somebody at the bar or the local coffee shop on their Mac or looking at their iPhone using one of the, the great cameras that the iPhone people have have. If you go, to, if you see somebody buying a very inconvenient uh, dongle, then and, and you're like, you see that person, and you're like, well, I I also have something that I wish to dongle. <laughs> that that Swift is the language. Swift is the language. Yes, um, those that use Swift as a love language, they value when their software goes out of um, uh, out of its way to make their lives easier. It's a, it's a, it's a language of convenience. Is that a would that would that be sort of a a metaphor for their romantic partner, the so- going out of their way. Yeah, sure, convenience, feeling, yeah, feeling like you're you're making your life easier. Yeah, um, Swift users want to feel like they they uh, they can trust you um, to have their back for the small and big things, whether that's a a, 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 a sleek UI or a powerful uh, processor. Um. And the thing is, if you're if you're really thinking, is Swift worth learning? It's important to remember that Apple is an industry leader in 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 love. Yes, uh, it isn't going anywhere. So Swift will remain a prominent player in the love language game for uh, a long time to come. Next up, we have, of course, I would be remiss not to mention JavaScript, uh, and that is, as you can see, a, a photo there um, uh, from a. Just that's actually a thing you can do in, in JavaScript. You can make a make a heart in some brackets. Yeah, most definitely. Fantastic. Uh, and and your lover will you'll have your lover's heart in brackets if you learn the love language JavaScript. Um, so the question the question that I want to pose to you if you're considering learning JavaScript is, have you ever been in a relationship with someone who just loves dynamic single page web applications, or maybe that's you when you're in a relationship. Well, that's something that uh, if you've answered yes, then JavaScript is probably a good option for you. Um, if someone's love language is JavaScript, uh, they may or may not know it, but they enjoy the release of sort of feel-good hormones that stem from uh, JavaScript's forgiving and flexible syntax. The thing is, JavaScript syntax is is incredibly is incredibly flexible. It's useful in a lot of different uh, different ways, and you don't need to worry about you know messing up in small ways in say a relationship or in encoding, uh, because JavaScript is gonna is gonna have your back uh, because it is so so forgiving as a, as a language. Uh, and although JavaScript is is primarily a front-end language, it's some, probably something that you that you demonstrate in public parks in front of lots of people at parties. You know, it's a, it's it's almost considered to be the love language that you see most often in public spaces. The thing is, it can also be used in more intimate settings through Node.js. 
what is um what is an intimate setting in this? The bedroom, Rowan. Ah, uh, uh, got, got or, it. Or you it. know, the back of the Nissan. <laughs> I think we're on number four. Coming number up four. on number four. So number four is quality time. <laughs> you can see a helpful picture there. Um, so you might ask yourself, you know, I got Python, I got JavaScript, I got Go. Maybe you've heard good things about Go. Um, but the thing is, why choose quality time? This is number two. And the reason that quality time is number two, um, because it's definitely something that an employer or a potential lover is going to want to, to see on your resume. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you, Kai. There's, there's been very few situations. I, I cannot think of a single situation where... Um, someone who I was dating or who was dating someone that I was dating, mm -hmm. uh, a resume ever came into play. Is this, is this a situation you have found yourself in before? Um, yes, I think this is more of a, it's something where you, Rowan, you have more traditional values, perhaps, and, and this is something that we're seeing a lot more with the 24-7 hustle culture. Is this, is this sort of a Zoomer, um, a, a move in the Zoomer circles, uh, the the resume as part of the dating process? Yeah, Grindr, uh, you have your resume on there. Uh, Bumble, it's big, big on resumes. Um, so quality time, definitely good for a resume. Uh, and it's the thing about quality time, it's really less about syntax. I mean, quality time doesn't really require any syntax. It's more about sharing new, new experiences uh, uh, that mean the world to you. Sort of like the cloud. <laughs> and the thing is, beginners often gravitate towards quality time uh, because it has a reputation for having one of the friendliest and most helpful user communities. I mean, you have a quality time issue. These guys are there, ready for you. Where, where would one go to meet the, uh, to interact with uh, the, the quality time uh, users, fan base, perhaps? Oh, you know, Stack Overflow. Right. Tumblr, I don't know. <laughs> uh, last bullet point is is blank because that's all I have to say about quality time. I mean, what really can more can be said? It's it's just a great option. Uh, so uh, and 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 finally, number one, Kai. Finally, number one is Rust. Yeah, that's Mozilla's Rust. Um, is a big contender. Um, and, and the big reason for that is Rust is sexy. Uh, Rust is, of course, a, a product of, of Mozilla. It's it's open sourced. It's 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 really nice. Uh, and specifically, Rust emphasizes safety in relationships by preventing programs from accessing parts of memory without consent. So, especially for the modern age, for the twenty first century, uh, Rust is a way that a lot of different relationships and people are going. Uh, emphasizing consent and 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 downplaying, uh, you know, other elements of sex, or at least considering safety a, as a part of a language, sexy. Uh, and it, it must be said, Rust is a bit of an arts upstart, but Rust skills are likely to pay off handsomely, uh, as the popularity uh, only continues to rise for Rust in the near future. So, lots more people, and the really just the people that you want to be in a relationship with. Uh, they're going to start acclimating to Rust uh, more and more. Um, and the last thing is, is I just want to say the reason, what, the reason that we had to choose Rust as the, uh, as the, as the number one is, is that it is the most adored language among lovers for seven years in a row. If, you're lo if you love, if you're into loving, if you're a lover, then you love Rust. And that's just a statistical fact. 
Well, fantastic, Kai. Um, that was quite illuminating. Um, uh-huh. Quite, quite interesting. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm glad that we can have such a uh, unique perspective on the program because um, I'm just beginning now to dabble in coding, and I've never even heard of most of these things. Um, this Java is is J- JavaScript. Is that is that something new? Is that something newer? I don't I don't think I've ever heard of that before. It's uh, it's. I mean, I'm you know I don't want to out you, Rome, but you're speaking like a real virgin right now. Well, um, that you don't was... Wanna, you don't want to hear... You don't want to say that in... You never want to say those words in the bedroom. Well, um, well, well, fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we are um, about at the halfway point of the program. We do have a mid-show midterm um, that we can uh, uh, throw up. We, and we can I, st- st- swing to. Yeah, we could swing to in, in a moment. Um, and the mid-show midterm is, is also... Is about uh, it's about love. It's it's about love, love in a uh, in a um, uh, in the context of famous personalities of science. Yeah, um, because uh, uh, and this is a fun one. Uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit different. It's not simply a question um, like you normally is. This is a bit of a mix. It's it's a matchem, uh-huh. matchem up. This perhaps. is the kind of thing that you might see in an activity book. Uh, which is a great option if you're looking for a good Valentine's Day present for uh, that special someone. An activity book that they could do by themselves. I mean, you know, some... While sitting on the side of the pool. Well, I mean, I, I don't... I, I have... I personally do enjoy flipping through a highlights now and then. Um, and if I had a romantic partner who brought me a highlights um, that had a... That had a, a crosswords. A crosswords or a mix and match, I think that would be quite fun. A jumble... Jumble is a, that's fun. Jumble's fun. So, uh, or to connect the dots. So for today's mid-show midterm, it's match the scientist to their romantic partners. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's first? We have the scientists, or well, first we have the romantic partners. First we have the romantic partners. So, so see, I mean, even before we start, see if you can identify. Okay. Uh, so, so number for, one is a pigeon. A pigeon. So that's the first romantic partner. Next we have their first cousin. Their first cousin. Uh, referring to the scientist in question. Uh huh. Um, the page, the page, incredible. Uh, I mean, I see the allure. And, uh, and finally, uh, too many to know. Too many to know. So uh, the romantic partners are a pigeon, their first cousin, the page, and too many to know. And the candidate scientist, the uh, bachelor, who's bachelor number one? Bachelor number one is uh, Sir Isaac, Isaac Newton, Newton. Uh, 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 sexy playboy here on the Bunny Island. Uh, um, and bachelor number two. Nikola, Nikola Tesla. Tesla making some electricity in the, with the audience. Number three, Charles Darwin. Um, oh wow, we're really evolving here. And uh, number, number four, four. Uh, pretty boy Richard Feynman himself. Play uh, us like those bongos of yours. So um, once again, match the scientists to their romantic partner. Mm-hmm. The scientists are Isaac Newton, Nikola Tesla, Charles Darwin, and Richard Feynman. And romantic the, uh, partners are a pigeon. Their first cousin, the page, and too many to know. One to one, um, match them up, and uh, when we return, we will have the answer to that after mm-hmm. about a, uh, I don't know, a five to ten minute uh, musical interlude. Um, so um, please stay tuned and stay sexy. <laughs> And we're back. We're back. Welcome back. Uh, apologies for the little uh, snafu there. Um, a little too spicy for radio. No. Um, uh, as we are, in they're, fact, they're... being simulcast on FM radio for anyone who 
wasn't aware of that. Unfortunately, there are some love languages that you cannot play on the radio. Um, and it's and on, even on Twitch, it's it's kind of iffy. Right. So, um, if poke if uh is if if, uh, if if some Twitch streamers uh were to speak for themselves, then they would be able to tell you the same. Right. Too bad uh, some of them can't. <laughs> so, um. So, Rowan, let's let's talk about what we have. Mid-show midterm. We have here. We have the mid-show midterm that we're coming back with. Um, and so this was a little bit of a different mid-show midterm, and um, that is, it's not a question. It's it a is match-up. a matchup. up So hopefully if you're watching this on Twitch on your computer, you're, you have a Sharpie ready, and you're drawing on your screen to try to connect them together. Maybe have a little isopropyl alcohol to wipe that down when you're done. Um, yeah. But so... Isopropyl alcohol also will help you break up the color of the Sharpie so you can see all the individual pigments. I, too, love chromatography. Um, so um, match the scientists to their romantic partner. And mm-hmm. the scientists, the bachelors, are Isaac Newton. He, uh, he has a lot of uh, – what he does in the bedroom is alchemy. <laughs> Nikola Tesla. Uh, it's electric. Uh, Charles Darwin. Uh, getting it on. F me like an animal, <laughs> perhaps. And Richard Feynman. Richard Feynman. Uh, we don't even need to make a simpli- joke. Yeah. The, 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 he simplified the love-making tr- process. A, a true Casanova, if there ever was one. Ah, I'm giving it away a little uh, bit. But anyway. And the romantic partners in question yeah. are a pigeon, their first cousin, the page, and too many to know. Uh-huh. So, um, Kai, uh, I, but I already know all these. Right? We are. It, 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 this was a little bit of a gimme for the citizen scholars it's our love out language. there. It's for, yeah, for citizen scholars out there, this is our love language to you. Uh, a pretty good one. Pretty all right. easy one. So, why don't we pull up the uh, the answers right now? All right, n- number. Uh, let's pull up. All right. I thought they would come one at a time around. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, so, uh, so the first one we have is, is Isaac Newton is, of course, obsessed with the page. And Prolific, it's... wrote many a paper, the youngest when he was like a teenager or whatever. Um, and fully repulsed by um, romance. Right. Uh, but uh, all and, you and, need is a cre- the crevice of, an, of a book. And and a whole lot of imagination, uh-huh. and he had both many crevices and many and many Newton, many imaginations. If he lived nowadays, he would be a very well known uh, slash fic writer. Undoubtedly, Nikola Tesla famously, famously. a lover of birds. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not in one way, but in another way, certainly a lover of birds. Uh, so much so that he married one, a a white pigeon, uh, by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Darwin um, putting his theories to the test um, by marrying his first cousin, uh, and he wrote a whole paper about it. It's the last chapter of The Origin of Species. Um, and finally, Richard Feynman. This was the gimme of gimmies, right. which is too many to know. It's... Rich, Richard Feynman, pro- prolific writer, prolific scientist, mm-hmm. prolific lovemaker, um, the Casanova of our time. Um, generosity um, to, no, to no end um, from Richard Feynman. You, there will be no mystery of what happened to his rocket. <laughs> So um, that's uh, that's our mid-show midterm. Uh, the theme for the show this evening, um, of course, is well, it is relations of relationships, uh-huh. and I think that's important. That's an important distinction I need to make mm-hmm. right now because, like you said, it could be very easy to assume that um, love 
that relationships are solely about love. Uh And, and, And that is accurate to a certain degree. But as the divorce rate shows... Um, uh-huh. not all relationships are, um, not all relationships are loving, um, necessarily. Not all relationships are, are, uh, um, as they exist at, at this moment or any moment in time, right. uh, so, still have love in them. So you're, t- so, you, so I believe this is, you're, the reason that you're making this distinction is because your segment, the thing that we're going into, will be about perhaps the falling out of relationships and the science therein. Right. Well, I mean, when you're when you're in the midst of what, as you put it, the most loving season of the year, mid-February. Two, um, two one nine day, Hammond, it's, Indiana. It's easy to get lost in uh, the miasma uh-huh. of of romance, the the whirlwinds of passion, right. especially as we enter in the, into the spring, known for young love. Right, right. Uh, but uh, you know, after the quote unquote honeymoon period is over, uh-huh. cracks begin to show, um, begin to form. Uh, on um, the facade, facades crumble, issues become apparent, and sometimes you know, in that, in that sort of uh, move from the once again the winds of passion to the grumblings of discontent there is a time when it can be confusing and, and sometimes what you need to be able to um get out of bad situations situations that might be making you feel sad um situations where the romance is mm-hmm. is the relationship is not as good as it used to be sometimes you need a data driven approach to to uh, uh determine when it is time to cut things off and uh-huh. that is what i i we are here to talk about today um and 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 so for my my uh, presentation that i want to bring you is uh, something from the Simon Amy um uh Simon Amy Project for a New Love, and Uh that is these phrases spell doom for your relationship. According to a Harvard trained psychologist, what I want to put that I want to put that up front. This is not only just a psychologist, but Uh one that came from Harvard, Uh the ivory tower of ivory towers where the best sex happens. Um, I wouldn't. uh, That's. uh, uh, That's rather crass for what we're trying to talk about right now. So you you are saying that. You, so this is also uh, something you, you are a representative of the Spirit Science Academy, uh, Simon Institute, uh, and you are you are in the same breath, sort of talking about Harvard as if they're similar, similarly uh, positioned institutions. Well, you know, they're in they're in different they're in different um, uh, pathways. You know, uh-huh. would um, shaping comparing a psychologist from Harvard. F- to a comparison or to a um, psychologist from the Simon Amy Institute of Spirits. Do you have psychologists That's there? That's sort of like comparing maybe a prize pig to uh-huh. a rare ibex on the savanna. Um, you know, it is is How? the is the prize pig who's who? <laughs> Well, Harvard is the prize pig because okay. they're large. People pay attention to them. Um, they come f- to fairs to look at them. Roll but the, the, the ibex, mud. the ibex is is it's just it's in a different field. It's in the savanna as opposed to the prize pig, which is in the muck. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but You've made at your the same case time, right. at the same time, they 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 are they do have certain they are able to find the 
phrases that spell doom for your relationship in a way that Simon Amy is unable to. Right. And and so uh, just to real get in, just so we have a little bit of background on uh-huh. this, because, you know, there's all these articles online. There's so much out there so where, where, oh, a psychologist says this. Oh, a psychologist says that. And frankly, most of that is bunkum. Uh-huh. Pop psychology is very rarely scientific, if ever scientific. It's not data driven. No. Um, and, and frankly, it makes the field of psychology look worse for it. But when you have minds like Harvard coming in, <laughs> minds like Harvard, when you have minds like Harvard coming in and offering their advice, uh-huh. you can stand up and you can pay attention. And especially from the Simon Amy Project for a New Love. Um, and if over here we <laughs> oh, have our, we have our actual um, our, our Harvard trained um, psychologist. So, so this who led the symposium. So wait, did this this Harvard person this Harvard person came to Simon Amy's Institute? Oh, I mean, you know, I wasn't there at the symposium uh-huh. uh, myself, um, but from my understanding, it was a uh, they, they called in. Um, but so um, it's a very good picture. The Simon Amy Project for a New Love is a yearly symposium that brings together experts in, in the numerous fields, not just love. Um, I mean, psychology, uh-huh. obviously, statistics, Baseball, another big yeah. one, um, romance, as you said, spirituality. That's sort of Simon Amy, where the Simon Amy Institute comes You'd in. You think? And um, you know, th- but new this year, and this is the really exciting part. Yeah, this is I'm the incredible part. Is that as you and I are both keenly aware, yes. the um, Chicago Body Project has recently c- started collaborating with uh, the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science. And uh-huh. through um, the Chicago Body Project, we have um, in-depth data on everyone in Chicago, uh, past, future, and present residents of Chicago. Which is, it's not just them, it's, a, it's their romantic uh, histories, their relationship histories as well. Right, it all it's all in in the data set, and yeah. with um, the project for New Love having access to that data set, they were able to do um, something that no other uh, project like this has ever been able to. Which is what? Which is take a look at um, the data of actual relationships happening as they were happening in real time and provide really? a statistical um, uh, background to it. And let me also say, yeah. just to clarify once again, this was led by prized pig himself, Harvard-trained psychologist, uh-huh. Blue Ribbon, a Blue Ribbon psychologist, okay. if there ever was one. I think, so um, we, we get it. Whose who's name deal. has been withheld. It's a big deal, Rowan. We we get it. What I guess the question, the next question would be, what were your findings? Well, um, and I'm very excited to get into it with you. So um, the first, uh, start us off, the first phrase that means that, that, that you hear or you say that means that your relationship is on the rocks and maybe you should start planning an exit strategy uh-huh. is, I don't deserve your booyah base. I don't deserve your boola base? Booyah base. Booyah base? Booyah base. Like booyan? It's a, it's a, it's a. What's booyah? Booyah? Like booyah? Booyah. Booyah base. Baba base. Booyah base is a French um, fish stew from Marseille. Uh-huh. And so, but I mean, imagine, imagine um, you're, you're sitting down with your loved one uh-huh. and either you have prepared um, a booyah base uh, through, through great effort, a fantastic booyah base. You've managed to track down four different types of fish. You made the stock. You, you par cooked your salmon before uh-huh. putting it back in the booyah base. And and and, and 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 no you're getting, you're getting this. served this bouillabaisse, and and you take one bite, and it's delicious, but it's tinged with 
it without uh, regret. With regret. And you say and shame. To, and you say to yourself or your loved one, I don't deserve your booyah base. Because presumably the loved one made the booyah base for this person. So this this person's having second thoughts about, you know, who they're spending time making a booyah base for. It's a possibility. Absolutely. And, and, and that's so that's one thing. If you find yourself saying that or some or your loved one says that to you, that's a bad. We sign. have a nice stock picture here. I do want to ask, is a, is an orange usually a, a nice side to a booyah base? Uh, it depends. To is a that, fish stew? Is that a Cajun style booyah base or a Marseille style booyah base? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. <laughs> OK. That, well, I guess we can't say anything then. What's the uh, next one? Another here, another phrase, um, and once again, this is coming straight from, from a Harvard, data. a Harvard trained <laughs> psychologist with data, uh-huh. data analysis. Um, you know your relationships are on the rocks if you or your loved one says these vibes are way off. And here's the issue. Uh-huh. Here's the important thing. What is the issue? parenthetical? When they aren't. So when the vibes are fine. Yeah. But you find yourself saying, or your loved one saying, these vibes are way off. Oh, and that that picture sure does tell a lot. Uh, but so when they are off, you're allowed to just say they're off whenever. Well, I mean, if anything, that's a that's a great indicator. That means you're a, a straight shooter. Yeah, you're, one, it means you or your loved one's a straight shooter, or per, or perhaps. Um, an empath, and I uh-huh. mean, you know, I find nothing more attractive than an empath because um, I I love to hear how I'm feeling from my 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 partner. I do, but you don't want to be gaslit by them telling you your vibes. The vibes are off, and they aren't. Certainly off. not about the vibes either. The vibes, um, you know, underpin the holistic experience of sure. anyone in that moment with those vibes. Vibes make up all matter and energy. I, I, um, they, some would argue they are matter and energy. Uh-huh. Um, so the next phrase that means your relationships on the rocks are, you're pathetic. <laughs> yeah. All right, so tell me more about this, Rowan. This one actually surprises me. Um, well, you know, uh, I suppose there's a little bit of context missing here, and uh-huh. I, I never got a chance to meet the Harvard-trained psychologist who um, so uh, graciously decided to participate in this symposium why and come not, up with Why these. not, Rowan? I, Aren't you a big shot over there? Why couldn't you have a meet and greet with them? You know, as um, the prize pigs at Harvard are very busy, um, and I You're didn't really want to— using this metaphor. Well, well so, so in, an, in a symposium— you take the members of the symposium, the the thinkers, uh-huh. you put them into a large room and you lock the doors and you say, come out with infer- come out with a conclusion in a couple of days. At least that's how we do symposiums over at um, Simon Amy Institute. It's pretty normal, yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, if the Har- if this uh, psych- this Harvard trained um, psych- psychologist uh, showed up in person or simply called in, they were kept uh, shrouded in secrecy. They and, were not and part of the symposium. They, who are you not... in this in this in this scenario? Who am I? In this are you the scenario? person telling them to making sure that they? I, Taking I, the slip I, despite, that they despite my best, uh, I'll be honest. Despite my best efforts to get involved with the Simon Amy um, uh, project for a new love, I have not reached their criteria. Um, <laughs> oh, there's no, no, Rowan. Do you think it's because you're not attractive enough? I think it's because there is a deeply ingrained um, prejudice against the sapiosexual. Mm. I was told not to get into this. 
Um, but right, so when they when when they put the mattresses down in the symposium hall, and they locked the door and they closed the door slowly with a nodding with a with a with a wink. What were your thoughts? What, what thoughts were going through your mind? <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have to clean up after the symposium yeah. this year. That's all I have to say. But yes, if you hear your pathetic uh-huh. from from you, Simon Amy, you're himself. saying or your loved one is saying it. That's a bad sign. It means your relationship's on the rocks, according Who to— knew? I would not have guessed this, but um, that's—they just that's build them— Har- That's they, what Harvard they, says. They, they train them different at Harvard. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> the next phrase, and we, gotta, we're, we, we are, we we are running out of time. We're so slow. Um, but, but love has no time. <laughs> the next phrase that means your relationship's on the rocks is, I hate the way you eat your bouillabaisse. So it's it's, I mean, and Harvard must be well known for their booyah base. A nice picture, a nice picture that we're really glad that we can't hear this person because then we certainly would have to dump the audio. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, presumably, presumably, um, I don't know. This is based off the data. This is a data-driven fact, right? That if you and and, and this is actually, I think, quite interesting too, uh-huh. because in a way. With how specific this is, uh-huh. this clearly must be a strong indicator. Something that's this speci- – usually the more specific a fact is, the more specifically it relates to the phenomenon that it is related to. Specifically, we've had two so far that revolve around bouillabaisse. Exactly. So I, I think I think this is a very fascinating pattern between bouillabaisse and toxic relationships. And it's like two kinds of, two kinds of uh, ways of the bouillabaisse. It's either I don't deserve the bouillabaisse, which is more about me. Uh, it's more about the way I'm thinking about myself with regards to the bouillabaisse. And the next one is I hate what the way that you eat your bouillabaisse. And so, that's about you. So so this is so this could theoretically be both parts of the same relationship yeah. um, in a bouillabaisse-based interaction. If somebody said to me that they hate the way that I eat my bouillabaisse, I would feel that I didn't deserve that bouillabaisse. Um, so our next phrase that means that your relationship is on the rocks. And once again, this is data-driven. This comes directly from... A Harvard psychologist. We saw their picture. I'm over this. I'm over this. And so, you know, up to this point, your relationship, smooth sailing. And then you, somebody makes the, the one mistake of, of announcing just casually, hey, I'm over this. And suddenly there is a little bit more, uh, you've created issues where there were, were once none. <laughs> I mean, you know, I it, it, it's it's not something you ever want to hear in a relationship or really ever say in a uh-huh. relationship unless they're um, talking about a hill that they were they were scaling. Um or maybe they're referring to a, a difficult time with the IRS and they throw their tax return down and say I'm over this. Or they say, "Hey, for you, the moon, I'm over this." <laughs> But in this instance, um, I think it's safe to say the context is uh, telling your loved one or being told by a loved one that you are over over this, this relationship. This relationship, and that's a bad sign it's for your relationship, according to Harvard. And finally, <laughs> the the I, and and the last one, uh, the last conclusion that we got from this meeting of Simon, Amy, and Sufer knew of uh-huh. the phrase that means your relationship is on the rocks is I'm not cooking you anymore, bouillabaisse. <laughs> Yet another bouillabaisse themed. So this was Chicago Body Project data, right? So this is this is very Chicago uh, centric, I guess. All right. So, all right. So I'm gonna I'm I'm because I'm I'm a little I'm finding this information um, just as interesting as you are uh-huh. with regards to the bouillabaisse situation. I, One, as a Chicagoan, 
do not think I've ever had a booyah base. Um, I've, I, well, I mean, I, I, I've, I've had a couple of booyah base in my day. Um, a la di da. But I'm wondering. I'm surprised I'm, you weren't invited I'm, to the I'm, symposium. I'm wondering if this data is reflecting a pocket, a booyah base pocket uh-huh. with perhaps the Ukrainian village um, that has a um, that has relationship issues. I wish that this was, was less than a one day symposium because I would love to know if the booyah base um, base is based uh-huh. in a particular part of Chicago, and if that correlates with. Breakups and relationship sure. problems. Did they equally uh, ask the booyah, booyah bottoms versus the booyah tops? Well, uh, regardless, um, there you go. Uh, these phrases, um, the, those last couple of phrases, if you hear them in your relationship, if you say them in your relationship, it probably means your relationship is um, going downhill uh-huh. and it is time to reevaluate. And it's time, and it's time to jump ship, never uh, talk to them again. Um, in, you know, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Incredible. Well, you know what? We're go- I'm going to skip the end rigmarole so we can wrap up. Uh, but uh, Eureka Netcast Now is thoroughly vetted, fact-checked, and meditated upon through the support of the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science beneath the Yards Campus on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. We mm. are broadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on WLPN, LP, 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, and simulcast live on twitch.tv slash awcyfm at that same time. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at eurekacast.org. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can do that uh, and listen up, citizen scientists. You can check us out on Insta. That's eurekacast on Insta. Let's get ratioed over there on Twitter. We love getting ratioed on, on Twitter at eurekacast there as well. Dropbox our email, awcyfm at gmail.com. Leave us your top kecks and share with us uh, any epic gamer moments, for example, in uh, Bloodborne when you uh, got the, the blood. Um then you can always let, let us know, but we won't do anything with that information because it's now time for us to end our show, as we always do, with The Daily Docs. Oh, fantastic. Uh, the Daily Docs, um, this is... Another um, Chicago Body Project. Um, something that staple. was actually asked of us from by the Chicago Body Project um, as sort of in return for their data set, and that is to provide information on one lucky... Um, Chicago resident, right? Uh, and this uh, week, this week, stripped our... straight from the data set, hot straight and from the spreadsheet, hot and fresh, like perhaps a hot, uh, fresh, and ready. A, a pogi you might put in a booyah base you're preparing for um... a pogi, a pierogi, whatever. Uh, today's Chicago Body Project uh, Daily Docs is George uh, Mikalski. Is booyah base like a Polish thing? No, it's French. Oh, whatever. Uh, close enough. Uh, he lives at 1930, 19, sorry, let me get this right, 9743 South Tan Court in the Lake Tanoff neighborhood. Beautiful neighborhood this time of year. Uh, and he is I think cur- that's actually where I got my booyah base the last time. Lake Tanoff? Uh, well, at least it wasn't a strong the fri- I mean, the, fr- the fish markets are great there. Yeah. Uh, he is currently starting a business. Um, so thanks for letting us know uh, George's data that he's starting a business. I hope it's a good one. I hope it's about sheets. Uh, Rowan, what, what else have you seen from the data that George is doing? Um, well, I'm, I'm looking over here. Let's see. Type um, AB positive. Um, positive blood, okay. Slightly enlarged kidneys. Um, uh-huh. His heart rate seems to be uh, seems to be going a little bit faster. Uh, his face is getting a little bit more flushed. I wonder what he's doing. Um, and it also uh, looks like there is some undiagnosed syphilis. Quite interesting. Mm. Uh, and he, he has a hot date tonight. 
Fantastic. Well, Fantastic. good. Good. Thanks. Good job, George. Uh, and with that, uh, uh, still knocking him down all these years later. <laughs> and with that, everyone, uh, thanks for tuning in. We will be back next week. Um... See you tonight, George. <laughs>